Lando and Lexi is a proud member of the Creative Grapevine. You're listening to Lando and Lexi with Lando and Lexi. All right. Okay. Uh, was that too fast? No, no, that was good. That was perfect. Uh, happy, happy tears in my eyes. All right, Alandra. Um, we're gonna talk about Legend of Korra. Um, take us away. You're the host. Talk to me, or ask me questions or something. What do you do as a host? Okay, so you wanted to talk about The Legend of Korra. Have you been watching it recently, or is this just um, like thinking back to when you were watching the show? See, I was thinking back to when I was watching the show, and it brought tears to my eyes because I remembered how beautiful it was, and then I decided to watch it again. But I started on season three because season three is the best season what what do you think is the best season i'm sorry i quite enjoyed season one i really enjoyed watching the pro benders just like it was interesting and i i really wish that they kind of stuck with that a little longer but it was great while we had it i agree i agree i think the pro bending was really cool and I, i was kind of bummed that they didn't really carry that forward at all um I did have somebody told me the other day they said oh I didn't like the pro bending because it the bending wasn't as cool as Zuko and uh and Azula's Agni Kai and I'm like what do you expect <laughs> do you expect every every bending fight to be like that come on well the, the reason why I liked it was it it showed um that how bending evolved because before if you were an earthbender you had to be very firm and um hold your ground but now like with pro bending you had to be agile and you like still had to move and stuff right yeah so that's that's kind of what i enjoyed and i mean it was nice that um pro bending helped her learn airbending like it helped her kind of give her that flow that she needed to find in order to airbend. And I guess I guess for for people who've never seen The Legend of Korra, it is amazing and there are going to be spoilers in this conversation. Um it is but it's just such a phenomenal show. Um and so so well done. It's the it's the sequel series to Avatar the Last Airbender. And it it gets a little bit of flack because it's not Avatar The Last Airbender, but it's still such, such an amazing show. And one of the things that I love the most about it is that it deals with such big ideas. It's not just there's an evil mustache twirling bad guy. There is, you know, there are these bad guys who kind of have a point. And there are, actually, I think, most of them, if not all of them, can claim some sort of victory um, for for their task, for what they were trying to accomplish. And and I, I think that is incredible writing, just, just absolutely phenomenal. But season three is my favorite. That's when uh, the airbenders come back um, with Zaheer and the Red Lotus. Yeah, I quite enjoyed when she was, like, in the spirit realm. It kind of showed you how affected 
the spirits can be with our emotions and stuff. Yeah, that was season two. Oh, in season two? Okay. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, that was season two was the spirity stuff. But I quite enjoyed that one because it kind of showed you that that your emotions do have effect on others. I think the reason why Legend of Korra is just like super good is because you kind of deal with real world more so um, problems in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... because we are faced with these issues of of politics and unity and freedom and equality we do have these real world issues it talks about big ideas i mean you look at zahir zahir wanted freedom for people right he he's trying to take out world leaders and i mean the ironic thing is that him doing that it just leaves a power vacuum and somebody else seizes power. That's what, that's what happens. Um, and I think that's the irony of anarchy is that somebody's going to come up with a system. If, if you're a fan of anarchy, well, I mean, then there's always going to be some sort of structure, some form of structure that, that instructs you and teaches you and, and all of this, I just, I, I just thought it was really interesting. It's such a, such a complicated subject, and I, I think they did such a good job with it. But yeah, I watched it while we were doing our cleaning this week because we had our white glove checks because it's the semester starts um, shortly, and so they came around the apartments to make sure no damage has been done, that we cleaned everything spick and span. Um, and and so I was watching it while I was while I was cleaning, and um, yeah, and then the power went out, so that was fun. Um, yeah, and it went out for like hours. I guess like two hundred forty thousand uh, people in northern Utah lost power. Oh, Bryce is calling me. Should I should I see if? Yeah, he called me. Here, okay, I'm gonna bring him onto the onto the show. You can keep talking. Talk to yourself while I pick him up. Okay. Well, I don't really oh. know what to say. Hey, hello, Bryce. Oh, wait. Hello. Can you hear hey. me? Hey, Bryce. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Oh, that's goingly. You're you're on the air with us. You're you're on Lando and Lexi. How do you feel? Oh, I. That's I, why I didn't pick I feel up. Great. Oh, that's why you didn't pick up. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm I'm good. Good, good. Wow, I'm you're driving. the second work guest right on now. the show. Yeah. Oh, you're, dri- you're driving to work or for work? For work. Very nice, very nice. And how's that going for you? It's going great. That's great. Wow, I'm delighted to I, hear I just it. thought I was going to, I should call you because I... I didn't talk to you last night when you called me and made my iPad ring in the middle of Institute. <laughs> oh, did it ring out loud? Yeah. Yeah, I had awesome. the volume turned down. So I didn't have, like, the actual ringer turned down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oops. So I turned it into, turned my iPad into airplane mode. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, yeah, that's good. We're we're happy to have you. We're just talking about Legend of Korra. Woo! You know, I haven't watched it yet. 
um, that is next on the list because I binge watched Avatar's The Last Airbender in two and a half days. Wait, you have not watched The Legend of Korra ever? No, I've, I've seen like one episode. What? Right, I've owned it for the last like two years. Yeah, have I lived with you for the last two years? Okay, don't answer that because technically I have. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it, dude. It is it is good. But I mean, we also didn't have a TV for most of that time that I was living with you. And I was always Because I'm anti TV. I yeah, watch everything yeah, on are. my laptop. Um because it's more convenient. Bryce, you need to you need to watch The Legend of Korra before this episode comes out, okay? Okay, I I will do that. I'll start binge watching it tonight. Okay, I'll come over. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and release this episode uh, on like Saturday or something. I think so. Okay, you ha- so I've got have... today and tomorrow to binge watch it. Oh, yep. yep. And then and then you need a you need to have it done, and then we can have you back on the show to to give us to give us your review. How's that sound? Sure, that works. I'm I'm down with that. And the Landra, if you want to come over, I left you a message with it. Um, but waffles at five o'clock. Mmm, yummy. Okay, food. Mmm. Ochidochi. Well, um, yeah, we'll ha- we'll have you back on like next week or whenever we record next. Um, could be years from now. Who knows? No, I think we're getting better. Uh, and we'll talk about Legend of Korra. I think we are getting better because we're, we're trying to be more intentional about this. But in the meantime, Bryce, um, we're going to let you go because I, I think we're going to start talking about knitting soon. Okay, well, enjoy talking about knitting. I will continue to work. <laughs> okay, bye. Good luck. Bye, Bicey. Thanks. Bye. Oops, I hung up on Alandra too. Uh, call Alandra. Call Lando. Do, do, do. There we go. Calling Lando. Uh, should start dialing soon. Oh, Lando's calling me. There we go. Hey, Lando. Oh, wait, one sec, one sec. There we go. Hey, Lando. Hi. Sorry, I, I, I didn't realize it would hang up on everybody. That's okay. That's usually what happens when... When you hang up on a group call, you have to let the other person hang up first. Okay, gotcha. That was great. We should we should just call random family members while we record and just like get their opinions on things. That would be fun, eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, Legend of Korra? So you said your favorite was season three, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely season three. How do you like the ending? like how the show wrapped up oh how the show wraps up yeah i i i liked it i thought it was awesome varric and julie get married and uh cora and asami head off into the spirit world cool yeah i have i had a roommate say that he hasn't watched it because of how it ends and i'm like what because yeah but it's i just the ending just leaves you so happy and it just like you're you're okay that it ended that's that's how i felt towards it i think it was like nice because it i mean legend of Korra. each season is like very much its own thing right um 
And I think they did a good job in season four of making it like this is the end. Although in in season three, the ending of season three could have um, been the end as well. Um, Janora gets her tattoos, comes out looking like Aang. Um, that I seriously, during that scene where they're having like the anointing of the airbender master janora i like i i want to cry that's the closest i've come to crying in two and a half years i just it gets me it gets me yeah that was a good show it was yeah and i i i do really like the ending of the show um yeah yeah i i i thought it was fantastic yeah and i know i know don't like the characters in Korra as much. I think that tends to be a complaint, but I think they're awesome. Um, I think they're super cool. Well, and you have to remember too that, yeah, they're in a different time period as well, right? So it's not, um, like it's more an industrial age. And so, of course, everybody's like, personalities views like they're gonna change from what they were before because the world has changed itself right yeah exactly yeah it is it it is just different the world is different and i think honestly i think the world building of that universe is so impressive it's so well done because you see uh at the power plants there are lightning benders right uh, and and you see in Zaofu, right? You see how metal bending is being used there versus how it's being used in Republic City by the cops and stuff, right? Like, and I think it's such a dynamic um, and creative use of that world building, right? You you put people in this different world. Okay, how is it going to be different because of this magic? Okay, well, technology still develops, but it develops like this. And then there becomes a social issue of benders versus non-benders, right? And um, yeah, it is really it is really interesting. I think, yeah, they've just done such a fantastic job with it. I, I'm curious, uh, last time I think we had a conversation, Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'm curious um what what your favorite universe is what your favorite fictional universe is it can be um the hunger games it can be ang like um like ang's universe uh the i don't know the last airbender universe um it can be star trek star wars um stargate even even though stargate's basically our universe with secret aliens um yeah what's what's your favorite fictional universe i don't think i have one to be honest um because every universe has like its pros and its cons and it depends on how the writers have written it and um the characters that they have in there any really fictional universe that really gets like that pulls you in is a good one yeah yeah i I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I have. I think, yeah, I think I'm with you. I like them for different reasons. Um, and and I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think they all have 
have things that they've done really, really well, really well. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, want to move on to knitting? Sure. Awesome. Rad. Cool. Okay. Um, what have you been knitting? So I've been knitting a whole ton of, um, dish towels for mom because while I was at her house, she mentioned that she didn't have any dish towels. Um, and I was telling her about the knitted ones that Cindy had given me and, um, mom just loved that. And so I've been currently knitting her like some teal colors so I got a big ball of yarn and I'm knitting all of it into dishcloths for her. I'm about halfway done the yarn. Um, and I really hope I finish soon. Because knitting dishcloths isn't the funnest thing to do. It's kind of mindless work. And at this point I have the pattern and everything memorized that um, it's kind of boring doing it. Um, but my roommate has asked if I could teach her how to knit, and so I'll be doing that, um, later today, which I'm kind of looking forward, because it's not every day that people are, like, interested in knitting. Um, I know a lot of people, they're like, what, you're 23 and you knit? What are you, 60? And I'm like... No, knitting's actually really fun. Um, I've made quite a few things. I've made a scarf. I've made a hat. Um, I've made mitts. I've made a blanket. I've done a baby blanket. I've done little baby booties for Ivy. So I've done a whole ton of different things that... Um, that really just build my skill. I'm I'm curious. Um, have you ever taught anybody how to knit? Have you ever shown anyone? I have shown a few people, but I haven't actually like taught anyone. So this this will be a first. So I'm kind of excited to see how it goes because um, I think it's a like a good skill to have. Because basically, like, if you if you know your basic knitting stitches, you can make pretty much any pattern you find on the internet. Yeah, how many how many stitches do you know? Um, so there's just the regular knit stitch, and then there's the purl stitch. So those those two I use quite often. Um, there's also a few different ways to add stitches on. Um. And binding off, you can either bind off regularly or you bind off in pattern. Um, binding off in pattern is a little bit harder um, because you still have to follow the pattern. And then there's also a few different ways to cast on as well. So what, what does that mean? So cast on is making your loops, like your beginning loops. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you just start with one loop and then there's different ways that you can um, make more after that. 
I, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm so curious about like the beginnings of knitting, you know, where did it start? How do we, how did we figure this out and make this into this thing that we can just, Oh, I made a blanket. Look at this. You know, I think I find it so fascinating. Um, and I, I would, I, I'd be very curious to see kind of the history of, of knitting and the history of crocheting, you know, all of these, all of these kind of, um, I guess, textile related things, you know? Okay. You bought this, this huge, huge thing of wool. Tell me, tell me about that and why you got it. Okay. So, um, I bought it at Walmart of few years ago and I actually forgot that I had it. So it's a ball of wool that's I think it's 28 ounces of wool which is a lot because generally this the store only carries like um six ounces or like four ounces or like 10 ounces or um like the one I'm the ball of yarn that I'm working on now is 16. So like there's a huge range but generally the biggest that you'll find like at walmart is a 16 ounce ball of wool and um walmart actually has stepped up their wool game since i bought that ball of yarn um so walmart used to have like just like a small section of yarn that you could buy and now it's like a whole aisle pretty much and like it's full it's it's christmas to me um bad <laughs> is, is knitting becoming more popular i have no idea like i i, I feel like it's becoming more and more of a thing because i mean spencer our first guest on the show uh last week or last time um he knits like he's knitted himself a, a full sweater wow I've not worked myself up for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually uh, turned out pretty good. It's kind of like a toothpaste green with some pink and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a full, full sweater. I mean, obviously, it's not, it's not perfect. But I, I guess when he was in Chile, he, he learned to knit, and he knitted a ton of toques and a bunch of sweaters and, um, and other stuff. That's just kind of what he what he does so I feel like knitting is becoming kind of popular with the younger crowd what do you think yeah yeah I think um I think it is I know um I would knit in church a lot um because with working a lot it was really I'm gonna be bad here it was really hard to stay awake because people talking puts me to sleep sometimes like depending on their voice and stuff puts me to sleep and so um I actually would bring knitting to church to stay awake um and it just kind of helped me like focus and I was still listening to people speaking and like I actually got more more out of it as like when I was knitting than when I wasn't. Is, is that just because it kind of kept you awake and, you know, it was a simple task that kind of, you know, got your blood moving just a little bit more, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I also, I've also figured out that if I focus on doing something while listening to something, um, I don't necessarily have to be paying attention to what I'm listening to. I actually get more out of it um, by having my focus on something different than actually focusing on listening to um, what people are saying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, I get the most out of podcasts if I'm listening to them while I'm walking or washing dishes, right? Like if, if you're doing just a, a mundane task, something simple that you can do with your hands, right? Or with your feet, um, then it just kind of it keeps you awake and lets your mind just wander a little bit enough to either pay attention to something or just to think. Yeah, and so I think I think knitting um, is a really good outlet for people to be able to kind of keep their hands busy, and I th- I think it's becoming more popular now because people realize that they can't sit still for long periods of time anymore, um, and so this this kind of gets their body moving, which um, in school we talked about um, having body breaks and stuff. And I think, like, if I had to sit for a long period of time, I would definitely bring my dinning with me so then I didn't have to get up and move because I'm already moving. I'm already keeping busy with something. For me, sitting sitting in, I have a few hour and a half classes. This semester, I have two of them. And, you know, that just drives me insane because I'm just sitting there and I have to I have to listen, especially if it's more lecture-based. Usually, usually they're not, especially for the ones I have this semester, they're not lecture-based. But it's it just drives you insane uh, if if you don't have something extra to do. That's why I I don't think any of my professors listen to this podcast, so I think I can say this. That's why during my online classes, I would play Minecraft sometimes, and I still <laughs> got good grades. I mean, what is going on? I'm not I'm not gonna lie either. In class, I was playing games, but like I still I still got really good grades as well because I um I think our brains need to have multitasking. Like, we need to multitask in order to pay attention, really. Yeah, yeah. I want to do, um, do an episode on, on the education system. I mean, you saw my rant in, in our family group chat this morning. Um, I have, I have some, some thoughts. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's good that, that knitting is, is coming back and that people are finding that that's a thing because it's probably better to be knitting than to be playing games on your phone. Probably mostly because knitting, you create something physical, right? Like it's there and you can appreciate it. You can use it. You can enjoy it, right? Um, yeah, and honestly, like the toque that I made um, earlier this year, I love it. It's super soft. It's super thick. It keeps my head super warm. It acts kind of too warm for my liking, but like it works. My mitts, they work. Um, They're ugly, but they work. Um, And so like I think like if you can if you can build a skill and you can make stuff that you can use on like a daily basis, 
I think that's a skill worth having. Yeah, I agree. Definitely is. Um, definitely is. Because I mean, my Minecraft world, it's not benefiting anybody. It's just something mundane that I can occupy myself with while I'm, you know, listening to a professor say things I already know. Yeah, I think I, I think something like knitting is probably a lot better. Maybe when I return home, you can teach me. Maybe on our cross-Canada trip, you can teach me to knit, and I'll come home a pro, a pro knitter, and mom will be like, wow, your trip must have been so insightful. I'm like, yes, I have found... I have found God in knitting. <laughs> oh. That's what I'll. That's what I'll tell mom. Okay. And I'll say it like this: that I'll I'll come back with like a vaguely European accent. Yes, I have found God in knitting. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on knitting? Nope. Thanks for listening to Lando and Lexi with Lando and Lexi. Mecco.